Welcome to the Confessions of a Group X Instructor podcast. For group exercise junkies and enthusiastic classgoers, we'll explore and uncover authentic, thought-provoking, and heartwarming industry education and inspiration from entertaining, badass fitness pros. And now your host, creator of Warrior Rhythm, Warrior Strength, Warrior Combat, and Warrior Kids Group Fitness Brands, Ellen DeWord. Here we grow. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in again to Confessions of a Group X Instructor. I'm so grateful that you're spending your precious time here listening to me. Seriously, I don't take it for granted. This podcast is still new, and I'm really excited to develop a community. I listen to quite a few podcasts myself numerous ones. And there's a couple that really stand out to me where I feel like I'm part of that family of listeners. I literally feel like I belong to a community and that community is the other people that listen to that podcast. And so I'm very excited to see our community develop and grow and emerge. And for me to get to know you, you collectively, um, and you individually, and as much as as much as this space allows for that kind of interaction, uh, and I'm also just so, um, I'm just so excited to see like where where that goes. I'm excited for you to get to know me a little bit more too, because definitely through this vehicle of podcasting, I plan on just kind of like letting my hair down a little bit with you, like just you know, I feel like I've you're in my home. Um, I'm drinking coffee right now. Like you're going to, you're probably going to get to know my animals a little bit. So anyway, it's an honor. It's an honor to um, share more of my life with you and to get to know you and and to build something together that is going to be special and unique. So thank you. Today, we're going to talk about how to make a newbie feel at home successful, comfy, happy. How do we do that? There definitely are some practical steps and things, and some of them are maybe um, intuitive. And hopefully some of the tips I give you today, some of them will be new to your ears or a good refresher for you. So first, be 15 minutes early. That's literally on time. I don't even want to say be 15 minutes early. I want to say show up 15 minutes before your start time to be on time. You need every minute of that 15 minutes. So let's break it down. I would, I would say that about the first five minutes of that 15 minutes early is going to be your setup time and always do your setup time first in this 15 minutes, always do the setup first. So don't go to the bathroom first. Don't meet the new people first. Do your setup first, and I'll explain why in a second. So what I want here is like a focused uh, countenance and energy and like body language that suggests, not in an off-putting way, certainly not, but kind of that suggests you're busy and you're setting up, you're taking care of them. So, So that your body language isn't suggesting come up to me and start talking right now. It's suggesting like, I'm busy. I'm getting this room ready for you. So first thing, do the tech first, because sometimes as a group fitness instructor, I'm sure you all know, sometimes everything doesn't work. Like 
sometimes like one of the weird power button gets flipped off or the mic receiver power button isn't on or the mic needs batteries or the Bluetooth isn't working and you need to reboot it or like there's a numerous little tiny things that can go wrong in your initial setup phase. And so it's really nice to be able to have a second to troubleshoot those when you're not under pressure because you need to start in one minute. So the first thing you do is troubleshoot. And sometimes there's actually, you know, group fitness equipment, microphones, for example, tend to be higher maintenance items. So every once in a while, the mic just doesn't work. Like it broke. (laughs) And so you might need to like call your, call your, um, uh, maintenance tech. Ours is incredible at the deck. Hey, Hey, Cody, shout out to Cody. Side note, Cody is so good. Um, best facilities manager I've ever worked, um, with, And so he just makes sure all things run smoothly in the club. And it's a mighty task at a club the size of ours. And he's so good. It's so funny that we see him. I'm just letting you in on a little like inside joke. Okay. Cody's everywhere working on stuff all the time. And so we've made a joke, my classes and I, that there are actually 10 Cody's because you'll see one walk in one way, going this way. And then you'll turn around and there's another Cody. Like he's always all places all the time, fixing everything. So sometimes I have to call him and be like, Hey, help. I can't get this to work. So anyway, troubleshoot your tech first, then step two, set up your physical space. So maybe that's grabbing dumbbells, yoga blocks, yoga mat, loops, bands, kettlebells, you name it. Um, Maybe it's doing a bike, setting up your bike, but you're getting your equipment and physical space ready now that you have your mic on, your mic muted and background energy setting music playing in the room. Okay. So that's your first five minutes. Then the next little bit of time, if you need to run to the bathroom, this is when you run to the bathroom and then you have hopefully an entire five to 10 minutes to meet your newbies. Five to 10 minutes, assuming that they're on time for class. Um, So you start with the newbies, you connect with everyone in the room, you say hello to, you make a touch point with every single person in the room. Lastly, your buddies, so that that we don't appear appear, um, cliquish. So you know how we talked about in a previous episode, like how sometimes like friendships do form, you know, and, and so again, to avoid looking clickish in that first 15 minutes, um, the people that you're most going to ignore are your friends. (laughs) Okay. So then once you're made your connection with the newbie, you've arrived 15 minutes early, you're going to make sure you learn their name. I'm actually really good at this. This is one of my superpower skills is learning people's names. I don't know why. There's so many things I'm not good at, like math and cleaning my house, ironing clothes, stuff like that. But man, names, I got names. Um, I tend to do the whole, all the tricks that I'm sure you already know, like repeating it back to them, saying it in your own head, saying their name to them one or two times in the conversation you have. And then like, I try to think of like mnemonic devices. I'm going to give you one of my best ones ever. I met this woman, she was Hispanic and her name was Hisara. And I had the hardest time like trying to remember it. And then I told myself in my own brain that it rhymes with patella. And then I never forgot Hisara ever again. 
name. So use whatever tricks, you know, say it back, write it down. Like I have also been known to have a notepad app in my phone where I write the person's name down. It's this important to me. And that I write down next to their name, some type of physical description. Like let's say they have beautiful silver hair. I'll write their name and like Kathy, beautiful silver hair (laughs) or something like physical that that I will dis- that will distinguish them to me the next time I see them if I need the cheat of looking in my notepad app on my phone. Um, you can also use like member management software if people are logging, if signing up for your classes and you have access to that, of course, that's a good way. And then if you can connect with people, newbies and, and um, relatively newbies on social media, just anyone in your class, if you can connect on social media, it's such a wonderfully powerful way to help you remember their name because you literally like see it and see them. And I just love, I love the social media piece from teaching it also like, you know, you get to see what's going on in their life. Like maybe it was their kid's first day of kindergarten, you know, and then they come to your class and you can be like, oh my gosh, did you cry? <laughs> I saw that it was, you know, Oliver's first day of kindergarten or whatever. So um, social media is so helpful. Basically, it's also like a business card for you. And we'll talk about this more in depth on another episode. But if you are wanting to promote yourself or have a brand or have people find you or learn about your classes, or if you ever want to promote your classes at all on social media, which I of course highly recommend, then you do need to have a public profile that isn't hidden. Um, A good headshot. We've kind of touched on that already in previous episodes, but a good headshot of you. So it's not like your dog or you and your dog or you and your husband or you and all your kids. It's like your face. So it's like kind of recognizable. It's public so they, they can find it. And it's your actual name. It's it's your name. So it's searchable by your name. And if like you don't want to have a public profile because you want to share like your baby and pick intimate things, private things to you, um, but you also want to build a fitness brand, then just have two accounts have one that's on lockdown that's more private to you and have one that is more like your business card or like, you know, your um, where people can find you and see what you're doing and where you're teaching. Because if you teach an amazing class, people are going to want to check, like they're going to want to like look and see, or maybe they are looking online and they, they see your name that you're teaching and, or on your clubs or facilities website and they want to like creep first before they come. So for all those reasons, I think it's important to have that kind of set up like that. Okay. So, oh wait, I was going to, let me back up to the arriving 15 minutes point. I've gotten myself in a jam by not doing it in that order by like getting distracted and excited about the new person in the room and wanting to go meet them and welcome them before I've done this class setup. I've, I've made this mistake too many times to ever do it again. <laughs> so I'll never do it again. That's why I'm giving you the advice so that you don't get in this position. So 
if you get distracted and excited by the newbie first and you go start talking to them, it's quite possible that they're going to really like open up and start sharing about their fitness journey or their life or kind of go on. And, and it's hard to break away. And it's, and then you might end up with only one minute left to then do all the troubleshooting to, you know, turn doing all the setup. Plus then you don't have the setup, the ambiance going for the people that are coming into the room. Um, and so those are the days that like, if you do it in the wrong order, you might risk starting class late. So a arrive 15 minutes early, B learn their name. And then, um, C ask questions about them. So now that you have learned their name and you've said it back to them and you've made a mental note of it, now you're going to actually ask questions about them because it just shows so much care and it sends a message that this is about them. This experience that's about to go down is about them and not you. And asking about them is a great way to communicate that level of care. So I like to ask if they're a new member or if they're new to me, are they a drop-in? Are they a ClassPass guest? If you don't know what ClassPass is, ClassPass is like not all clubs uh, uh, subscribe to ClassPass, um, but those that do, it allows people to almost have like the, a Netflix kind of experience with fitness. So if in your community, if there's, I'm just going to give example, like 10 clubs that sort of have a partnership with ClassPass, then a member of the community or a guest of the community, someone traveling even through your city can look up through ClassPass, kind of like shopping on Netflix, which classes they might want to take. And they might want to take one at this boutique, one at that boutique, an Orange Theory, a, you know, um, a bar three, and then a class with you. So um, those guests, um, are, those guests are important also, so you know, from an ad, admin's point of view here, ClassPass uh, users rate you and they rate your class and their experience with you and your club administrator, your group fitness manager, the owner of the club, they can see those stats and they're pretty fascinating. So just know that your ClassPass users have the power to rate your experience and they do and they do so when i meet a class pass user i literally ask them like all right what's it going to take to get five stars from you today i'm i'm down i'm ready to give it to you tell me what do you need <laughs> so um yeah so i ask if they're new like are they a new member if they are welcome to the club thank you so much i'm so excited that you're, you're here try a bunch of classes out Get into a good rhythm, get into a good routine. If they're, whatever their answer is, if they're new and not an, as opposed to an older, like a veteran member who's maybe trying your class for the first time. So if they're new, not a veteran member, then ask them like, do you know where to get to, the, how to get to the bathroom? Do you know where the water fountain is? Like, do you, our dumbbells are back there. You're going to need I'd get a medium and a light set. So you're asking some information and then giving them a little bit of guidance there. Um, and then ask them to, if they've ever done whatever format. So I just taught warrior rhythm today. So if I had, it, I actually did have two new people today and I asked like, all right, first I ask if they're, you know, new member, new to me, 
are they class pass? Like, are they dropping? What's their story? And then I want to, I want to know if they are um, new to the format. And then we need to manage their expectations for the format, tell them what they need to know about that, what they're about to experience. And um, maybe like, for example, when I teach warrior rhythm, I'm, I'm often not always like mirroring the class. So sometimes that can be confusing for the participant to follow. So sometimes I'll be like, this would be a good place for you to position yourself in the room would be like the middle, but not all the way in the back. Because if you're all the way in the back, sometimes I turn us around and all of a sudden you're going to be the front row and you're new today. So I don't, you know, want you to feel like you're on the spot front row dead center. So maybe like the middle towards the back and Hey, this person right here, kitty corner to you, her name is Mary. She's actually also an instructor here. She'd be a great one to watch. If you get confused when, when we're mirroring and I'm facing you, she'd be a good one to watch out of the corner of your eye. Any kind of expectations like that in our cycle studio, like there's one side of the room that has more fans. <laughs> there's also a side of the room that's a little bit louder. And so I like to just let them know what to expect and how all that stuff, you know? Okay. Then next point, I make some purposeful introductions. This, these are hopefully to the people right and left of them and like in front of them and behind them, introduce them by name uh, to the people around them. And then if possible, introduce them to someone they might have something in common with. So maybe in when you were asking about them showing care, maybe they said something like, um, I had, I've had a hip replacement. Uh, I'm, I'm really nervous about being here today. You know, maybe then you say like, oh, well, Mike, this is Mike. He's 76 years old. He had both knees replaced just eight months ago. It's amazing. It's so amazing that you're here. You can definitely do it. You can go at any level. You can stay where you're comfortable today. Or if maybe they say, um, you know, and when you're asking them questions and they're telling you about themselves, maybe they said something like my kids are in daycare. So maybe you're like, oh, this is Rachel's kids are also in daycare right now. So both of your kiddos are in kids stop. Isn't Nikki great? <laughs> Nikki's the one who watches our kids at the club. Um, maybe they just moved to town. Maybe that's why they're new. Maybe they're new to the area. So maybe introduce them to someone else who's new to the area. Maybe they say, I don't know anything about yoga. That's okay. Neither did so-and-so. And you make an introduction. You try to connect with them with people that they might have something in common with. All right, let's keep it moving. You start on time, which shows respect and high-level professionalism. Something as simple and little as you starting late can suggest that we're unprepared and unprofessional. So start in on the dot on time. And that doesn't mean like your first move is exactly on the straight up hour, but it means your mic is on your power posed in your awesome command presence group X stance. And you're like, hi, welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. You're starting your perfect intro at the start class time on the dot. It shows so much professionalism. Do that 
unwaveringly. Next, give an already thought through intro. I don't show up to class having not thought about my words really ever. And I've been teaching for 5 million years. I still think about what I want to say that day, even if it's similar to what I usually say, I still think it through. Think it through on your the night before when you're preparing your class or on your drive into the club, or maybe you drive to the club and you sit in your car for a second before you get out. Think about your class intro. It's already thought through. I like to ask a question. How are you? How is everyone today? How was your holiday? I'm recording this at the time of the holidays, so <laughs> that one came quick to mind. I like to say a thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming. I like to include a thank you. I include a format description, even though I already told the newbie. And also sometimes newbies aren't that early. And so they're like showing up as, as and you're starting and you didn't get a chance to meet them before class because they were late. So in that case, like this is so important, but you're going to give a general format description from the mic, from the front of the room or the stage, whatever, at that point too. So welcome to Warrior Rhythm. It's a fitness fusion. It weaves together a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of weightlifting, a little bit of HIIT training, but it's primarily a rebel yoga flow. Are you ready to rock? So your format description, it's almost like an elevator pitch, a quick, concise, something that rolls off your tongue, something you've rehearsed for every format you teach. And then any club announcements, that's another way for you to be a team player for your facility, your club, um, or, um, and also it, it, um, it shows leadership and it shows professionalism. Even if the things you're announcing has, have nothing to do with you and nothing to do even if they don't benefit you or your class, it's just, it's just great to be like, Hey, there's two new gentle yoga classes now on our schedule at noon. They're with Tina. She's amazing. Just wanted you guys to know we had that schedule change or just, so you know, next Saturday, the group power girls, they're going to team teach and they're going to launch a new release or, you know, whatever. Our club does a lot of social events too. So announcing, you know, that kind of thing and they, you know, kid parents night out and anything the club wants you to be communicating, make sure you're including that. So let me just run through that really quickly again with your given already thought through introduction, introduction, not necessarily in this particular order, but a question that's engaging, a thank you and a format description and when applicable any club announcements that that your manager or owner has asked you to communicate. Okay. Now we're into the class itself. So during class, flex your big EQ muscles. So IQ is, you know, the intelligence quotient. And EQ is an emotional quotient. It's like, it's like 
how emotionally intelligent you are, how well you read the room. So during class, it's a big, big flex for your empathy and your awareness. So imagine everything you're saying and doing through the ears and eyes of a newbie. Imagine what the experience is feeling like from their perspective. Super important that you're teaching to all levels and teaching in such a way that whether they're like uber athlete or whether they struggle to keep up and catch up and that you're using language that helps them feel successful. You're noticing if they're having trouble getting up off the floor in, you know, in time, quote unquote, or if they're choosing to do low impact or off the floor options that you're providing, you're taking note of that. And you're giving them like success language. I have like, I like to say as part of my, uh, when I teach warrior rhythm, uh, I like to say that they're like, you know, do whatever you want. Like this is yours. If you need a break, take it. In fact, here's some like ready poses that are just super available to you. If you're finding yourself like, wanting to take a break. You can hang out in mountain pose. You can hang out in child's pose. You can hang out in downward facing dog. You can sit up and watch. You can get water. So using language that just makes it feel like a safe place. And smile your face off. Smile your face off. It makes a difference. Make eye contact. Did you know that a lot of instructors actually look above their students' heads? Can you believe that? It's true. It's hard to have the confidence to look your students, some of whom might be strangers to you, in the eyes. It's intimate and it's scary. So a lot of especially new instructors subconsciously avoid it and look up over their head and they're smiling and they're cueing and they're looking up instead of looking into the eyes into the souls of their students. So smile a lot and make eye contact. Wink, smile, like give a little thumbs up to that, to that newbie. And then read their unique energy. And this is an important point and one that I'm going to tie into my confession today. But not everyone wants attention from us, from the instructor. I know that's weird because instructors usually love it. Like usually we love attention. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have ended up instructors, but not everyone is comfortable. Like my husband would not be comfortable with an instructor, like calling attention to him, calling him by name, um, saying like, good job, Jan. Like that would make him feel uncomfortable. And um, just sort of anecdotally, I've also heard of a story where um, someone was more comfortable in someone else's classroom because they could just work out and they weren't being called out, call, called attention to. So there's people like that. And so we need to not make assumptions. So really read their unique energy. <sighs> okay. Finally, seal it with a kiss figuratively speaking, of course. So 
Thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to see you next week. So you're inviting them back. You're thanking them. You did great today. You're complimenting them. I really enjoyed having you. So in no particular order, you're sealing it with a kiss is a thank you, heartfelt, an invitation to return. A compliment, you did great today. Really enjoyed having you. All right, here's my confession. When I was a new instructor, I started with step aerobics and body pump. And I was a student first. I mean, aren't we all? I was a student first. And I loved how much attention the instructor would give me. Like, calling my name out over the microphone, telling me, good job. Oh my gosh, that was so motivating to me. I loved that. It just, I fed off of it. And so when, and she was really good at it, she'd give everyone attention. And so when I became an instructor, I was like, oh, I want to be like that because that made me feel so good. I want to like really call people out by name and like really make sure I'm praising everyone constantly by name in class. And um, so my confession is there were these two girls, they were friends and they would come to my classes. I was teaching in the evenings way back then and I was always, you know, doing that thing, calling people out by their names. And I won't, I won't use this lady's name, but one day, one of the girls, one of the friends stopped coming and like really stopped coming like week after week after week was gone. And I finally asked the other friend what happened? Like, where is so-and-so? And she told me that she stopped coming because it embarrassed her when I called her out by name. <laughs> Knife to the heart. I mean, the whole reason I was doing it is because I wanted to make her feel good, but it didn't. It made her feel bad to the point where she quit coming. Believe it or not, this story has a happy ending. Years later at a different club years later at a different club i was teaching and that girl came into the classroom <gasps> i got a second chance i got a second chance and i knew to ignore her <laughs> i knew to ignore her i just smiled that's all i did is smile at her and like wave goodbye <laughs> and i got a second chance and she came and I knew, I knew what to do. I knew she didn't want that kind of like under the microscope attention. And so she became a fan and continued to work out with me until I left that club to be at the, at the DAC now. So that was a happy ending. So anyway, I'm going to just recap number one with how to make a newbie feel at home. Make sure you're always 15 minutes early. You're so committed to that, that you feel like nerves if you're if you're 14 minutes early you are learning everyone's name no matter what tricks you have to do to do it you know everyone's name when you meet newbies you're asking questions about them to show your interest and care 
you're making purposeful introductions to people around them in the physical space, you are starting on time. Not two minutes late, not even one minute late. You are starting on time. You're giving an already thought through introduction. Once you start teaching, you're having massive emotional intelligence and really trying to read the room and see how your newbies are doing. You're using language to make them comfortable. You're providing options to make them comfortable. And then you seal it all with a kiss. Thank them, compliment them, and invite them back. In closing today, I want to remind you and remind myself that sometimes it takes tremendous courage to step into a group fitness class for the first time. May we not forget it. May we not take it for granted. And may we, may we handle these babies with care. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining in on the Confessions of a Group X Instructor podcast. If you're interested in becoming a Warrior Rhythm, Warrior Strength, Warrior Combat, or Warrior Kids Instructor, go to warriorinstructors.com. But if you want more and found this episode amazing, please give us a rating. And with a simple click to subscribe, we'll invite you back to our next episode. So remember, be brave, be bold, be blessed. And above all, listen, learn, love.